Accessing services for those with disabilities is crucial, but the wait can be a challenge. On this episode, you'll hear about the wait list and how to start the process. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. Today, we're talking with Johnson County developmental supports experts about the services provided through its community developmental disability organization. So first, I'd like to introduce you to Mandy Flower. She's the Johnson County CDDO director. And we also have with us Melissa Reeves. And Melissa, can you talk about your role with the county? Yeah, so I am the community relations manager, so I do all things communications and outreach for the service provider side of JCDS, and I also support communications for the CDDO. All right, and so we're talking about the wait list today, and it feels like we hear about this quite a bit whenever there's a discussion about uh, disabilities, and so can we talk a little bit about what the wait list is and what Johnson County's role is in helping people to get on that? Sure. The the HCBS, which is the Home and Community-Based Services Waiver, is through our state, and it's a program through uh, the federal government. And so when we talk about this, we hear a lot about waiting lists, and there's a lot of, you'll hear on the news, the the nine years that you wait on the waiting list, things like that. For Johnson County, the CDDO is a single point of entry for everyone who an intellectual or developmental disability in the county. So we manage that through, we determine the eligibility, um, if they're qualified for for this program. This program is the program that helps uh, children when they get older um, receive day program services, supported employment, group home living, whatever they need to meet their preferred lifestyle and independence. Um, And we're a lifelong waiver. So we are with your family until um, eligibility all the way through the process, living in a group home or whatever they choose to do. Um, We work very closely when children are young uh, with our school districts throughout Johnson County. Uh, We work with them to identify children who would be eligible for the waiting list. And we also work with them to help them understand what that process is. We understand that our our families and parents in Johnson County are very busy. They're working, they have other children, uh, other things going on. So think about services when somebody is an adult, when your child's seven years old, we understand that that's probably gonna be on the back burner. So at the studio, we're trying to help everyone understand this process and get on this waiting list. Um, So when their children are graduating, from high school or ready to move on to their adult life, their service is in place. Um, While the child is on uh, the waiting list and going to school, there's a variety of things that we can do. We help them with resources um, to understand that there are other programs that can support them throughout Johnson County. Um, They can also, after they qualify um, through for an MCO for insurance, after they qualify for that, then they can get a case manager. And that case manager is very key in helping families navigate the system and know what's available for them in regards to services to help their children uh, through those developmental milestones and also through um, just the hubbub and how hard it is 
uh, finding time for everything and raising, raising your families and um, doing everything you need to do on a daily basis. In the state of Kansas, you can get on the waiting list as young as five. So as Mandy mentioned, the waiting list right now stands at about nine years long. So that's why it's so important to get on the waiting list as soon as you can, as soon as the age of five, if you have a diagnosis by the time that the child is five, getting on that waiting list ASAP is a priority. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not for your family and uh, what they need to do for your child and loved one. It's also good for what we like to refer to as our overall service system. Um, if we have folks that we have on the waiting list and we know their ages, then we can start planning for what kind of services are we going to have to have available and ready 10 years, 15 years down the road. So we can start preparing. Um, you know, we have providers throughout the community that provide these services. And so we want to give them an opportunity to help uh, build up their infrastructure, build up their supports they have so we can meet this need um, throughout the years and the future years to come because uh, there is a need. And right now we, we talk about the waiting list and I know there's always discussion and it sounds like a great idea. Why don't we just fund the waiting list right now for the entire state? That would be fantastic. However, um, our providers don't have what we like to call capacity, um, the room or the resources available for that. So getting on that waiting list also helps the overall service system so we can start planning for our future needs throughout Johnson County as well as the state. All right, great information there. And uh, Melissa, do you want to talk about that, the campaign to, to get people onto the, the wait list? Yeah, so this year, um, the CDDO kicked off um, the Close the Gap campaign. And what this campaign aims to do is to close that gap in services between high school and adulthood, because a lot of the times um, our public schools are fantastic. And a lot of students with disabilities, they have access to paras and other services through the school system. And then what often happens is that the parents aren't able to get the kid on the waiting list because they really didn't know about it until the child is about to graduate. And now they're in the back of the line for a nine-year wait. And so there's this huge gap in services where um, they were getting their needs largely met and now they're at home and they're, they're working with their family to try to, uh, to build on what they learned in school. So what we wanna do is we wanna educate parents and students to get on the waiting list early so when they do graduate from high school, they're going right into adult services and there's no gap there. So um, we launched a website, closethegapjoco.org and what this website does is it takes this really complicated system and it makes it easier for families to understand. So if you go to the website, you can learn all about um, the process of getting an assessment and what the waiting list actually is, what services and resources are available, um, what are home and community-based services, all of these things that can be a little overwhelming at first for families. So we aim to really break that down and make it more simple. That's great. and so. People might be wondering then, do, is that the starting point? That's the first place they go to to start the process or do they go through a portal on the state's website or how do you initiate the process? Um, yeah, so that is um, the CDDO, as Mandy said, is the first point of entry for IDD services. So the CDDO runs that site and there's an option there to be contacted. And once you are contacted, that kicks off the process. 
and the CDDO staff will reach out to you and start the assessment process. Amanda, you can talk a little bit more about what that assessment process looks like. Absolutely. So when you reach out, um, and, and we, we, we will reach out to you and we will need some documentation, um, diagnosis, things like that. Um, and then we start that application. And then the second step is uh, determining eligibility. Um, and so after we get all of that paperwork back, uh, we will have an eligibility staff come out and meet with your family. Uh, Zoom, if you prefer, um, will meet with you and determine if you're eligible for HCBS services. And then we will also let you know of some resources that are immediately available um, to you and your child. Okay. And so does the, the initial contact with the CDDO, is that when the nine-year wait starts or is it when the application is complete and how long can that process take? Um, so after our eligibility specialist meets with a family, uh, they will come in and turn in their assessment to the state. And right then when that is submitted, if they are eligible, that starts their waiting list date is the day that we submit that. Uh, also statute that we have um, a certain timeline that we need to get that done. Uh, 45 days is, is typically around the time that it takes us to go through all of those steps because we wanna get folks on the waiting list, get that waiting list date as soon as possible. Um, we can start that wait and start, um, start with a service preparation. And just to kind of look at the, the big picture, what kind of a difference in a life can it make receiving these services? Absolutely. Uh, Melissa touched briefly on, um, you know, somebody might be graduating and then they just find out about the CDDO and they have to wait nine years. Uh, in school, uh, the, the folks that we support have made wonderful strides towards independence, um, towards a variety of things. And so if there's not that consistency with using those skills, there can be regression. And that means that maybe folks will forget how to do some of that stuff that makes them so independent. And that's what we want to do. We want to avoid that, that gap because there's regression where the person who's done a great job during school may not be going into group homes with the same amount of skills to be as independent as possible that they once had. We also want to close that gap because we know what a, what a burden that is on our families. Um, if you find out your child's graduating and you need someone at home with them and you work, you know, that causes a lot of, lot of stress and strain and uh, difficult situations and conversations for families. So we really want to help get away from that so we can support everyone in Johnson County um, in the way that we, that's best for them and helps them be as independent as possible. And also the transition from high school to adulthood is difficult. It's difficult all around. And getting connected to the CDDO also connects families to resources like employment support and how to build a resume and how to actually look for competitive employment. And these are services that I know a lot of people would benefit from. And if you have the added layer of having an IDD, then it's good to go to a place that understands your disability and can understand how to tailor um, what you need to what your actual um, goals, abilities, um, and limitations are. Absolutely, Melissa, you're absolutely right. Um, and with that, you know, when, when we can do that, when we have somebody who's on the waiting list, there's also different programs that people might be eligible for and may want to do based on choice. There's a new state program called the STEPS program, and that is to help people 
um, obtain employment with uh, some case management services. Um, there's Project Search that can teach uh, people skills to do jobs, internships, things like that. Real great programs that can be accessed while you're on the waiting list. So just to help build up those skills and really see what folks want to do and um, give them that opportunity. All right. Well, that's great information. I guess, you know, some families may have some questions about the cost. The services provided through Johnson County, is there a cost associated with that? No, there's no cost. That will be, um, all of this is a federal program through home and community-based services. So that is paid for by the federal government as well as state government. Um, so there's no cost to families. And I know a lot of people can be concerned and think, holy cow, this is a lifelong program. Uh, that's going to be really expensive. Um, studies have indicated that this push to help people live the life that they want in the communities that they want. Uh, previous to this, unfortunately, a lot of people we serve would be put in state hospitals and not have choice. Um, financially, it's been demonstrated that home and community-based services are actually cheaper than putting someone in an institution where they are not getting the choice or not living to their fullest potential. So um, it's it's a great it's a great program, and this costs nothing to our families um, to be a part of. And one other aspect of um, this campaign that we create is also educating the public on the um, advocacy that's needed in order to continue to fund the services. Like Mandy said, it's state and federal funding. And so one of the things that we do is we try to educate our elected officials on the needs in our community for IDD services. So if you go to the website, there's a section called advocacy where you can learn about bills that are going through the state, going through the federal government, how to contact your legislators, and just make sure that your voice is heard as we try to build capacity and increase reimbursement rates so we can continue to offer these services in our community. Absolutely. All right. One thing that's very exciting about this, uh, our Close the Gap campaign is, this is a, a very tricky, program. And it's it's a tricky program for people who work in it. So uh, another one of our, our goals, and I think a highlight of this program is we'll be able to help educate families on how to uh, get through these programs and understand them because uh, it's very difficult when you work in this field full time. So if you have multiple children or uh, jobs or you're going to school, um, it can be almost impossible to understand this. So we're hoping and we're excited that this will also be an avenue for people to understand the whole service system and, and the needs that we have in our system. All right, great information. Thank you both for joining us today. And if you could just uh, tell, tell us the, that website one more time where people need to go to start the process. It's closethegapjoco.org. Perfect. All right, well, thank you again. And everyone, thank you for listening. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JokoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jokogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.